Guess what time it is? It's Spritz O'Clock. Good afternoon, girlies. Welcome back to the Spritz O'Clock podcast, where each week my bestie and I sip on a few too many Aperol Spritz cocktails while we discuss all things girl talk, navigating your 20s, and give our best advice. My name's Amanda. And I'm Reeves. And thanks so much for tuning into another episode. So, this week I am literally so pumped to publish this episode because we have our very first like social media influencer guest. So earlier today Reeves and I sat down with the Dallas-based fashion and lifestyle content creator Maddie Jewell. I'm sure many of y'all already follow her like me and Reeves and if you don't you need to. She's an absolute treasure. We chatted about all things grad school, content creation, marriage, and more. So make sure to stay tuned because I promise you will not want to miss a single minute of this episode. However, before we dive into the interview, let's give our ins and outs of the week. Reeves, what's your first in for us? So my in for the week is trying different cocktails on a cocktail menu because I get so set in my ways and oddly so specific and very picky about my cocktails Whenever I was on vacation earlier this month, I tried the best life-changing cocktail of my whole life. It is called a crew cumber. A crew cumber? The it restaurant a- is called Crew. Mm-hmm. But it has really broadened my horizons for cocktails. And I think I need to give some other ones a shot and not just stick to my light pink Cosmos and Aperol spritzes. I love that. I love that. Wait, sorry. I just blacked out. What alcohol was in it? <laughs> so it's cucumber vodka but you could use tito's i have harassed the bartender asking him how i can make this drink um it's vodka freshly squeezed cucumber juice toasted sesame seeds overnight and simple syrups you're really gonna have to plan toasted (laughs) sesame seeds you can buy those and then it was just the most perfect cocktail i've ever had have you recreated it yet no i'm too scared Mm, okay (laughs) What's your out for us? So, (laughs) y'all know with me, you always have to keep an open mind because this is going to sound really bad when it first comes out of my mouth. And I don't know why I keep picking these topics to talk about, but here we are. So, (laughs) I'm just going to say it. Um, Okay. So, you know when a girl has a keychain and it has a pepper spray thing on it? Yeah. In case she gets, like, kidnapped, attacked, or whatever, you can spray it. Mm -hmm. I just hate how those look. And here's my thing. I... (laughs) have carried a pepper spray thing on my keychain before I totally get the functionality of it my biggest fear ever is being kidnapped like literally I have nightmares about it all the time I do too I'm so afraid to be kidnapped but what needs to be an invention is a pepper spray keychain contraption that is cute I think so. That's a good idea I literally don't think it exists and the pepper spray ones that exist right now when people put them on their keychains and then they have like a cute outfit on and they're carrying around their wallet and their keys and you can just see this huge ugly pepper spray container it it gives like apple watch energy you know what i mean like you know it's like the same thing as when like you're at a black tie event and somebody still wears their apple watch with their hot pink like lululemon athletic band and i'm just like oh like the outfit was so perfect but the apple watch you know and and then that, that sometimes that's how I feel so I'm not even gonna lie I got rid of my pepper spray thing for aesthetic purposes which I know is like bad and I'm not saying anybody should do that your safety is a priority over style I'm just saying it should be an invention so my out is the pepper spray containers but only if somebody invents a better looking one I don't know maybe that should be my, my business I think we maybe should go into that 
Because like, should, is that our million dollar idea? Like maybe because you see the ones that are pink. I don't have one anymore, but I have one of those birdie alarms. I got it for Christmas in my stocking, but they're cute. But I mean, the birdie is a good idea. See, that person had the kind of idea of like, okay, let's admit it. These pepper spray things are fugly. What else can we do? Because we want to be safe and cute. It shouldn't have to be one thing or the other. We as women should be able to have both. Oh, Amanda, that is so oddly specific. How do you come up with this stuff? So actually, okay, so this is how, well, I'm saying it today because today's our Maddie Jewel episode and I was talking about this with Maddie when we were at dinner and she was like, oh my God, I know it's such a struggle. Like, I don't even know how this literally got brought up. Well, we were talking about getting kidnapped Oh, and then I don't know why we, okay, so we both share the fear. Me and Maddie both share the fear of being like kidnapped. So I don't know. We just started talking about this. And then I was like, oh, my God, it has to be my out today because me and Maddie were both talking about it. Don't hate me because, you know, I'm speaking the truth. We need to come up with a better looking pepper spray container. You heard it here first, kids. Don't steal Amanda's idea. I think that's my million dollar idea, Reeves. I think it is, too. Okay. anyways, do you have an out for us? I don't know about anyone else, but having like a junked up, dirty car on the inside and outside basically I align my car with my mental state and if my car is dirty I just feel like I don't have it together if it's junked up it stresses me out I hate getting in it so I got a little car wash pass and I go once a week vacuum it out get it cleaned so that has helped but I just feel like having a nasty junked up car is so out and I also hate getting into cars that are like that I do too, honestly. It's kind of like this thing. Whenever I was a kid and I would get into other mom's cars, like in carpool, I would always – I'm literally going to hell, I think. <clears throat> I would always, like, notice if it was dirty. And, yeah. like, honestly, my car is kind of messy sometimes. I'm not even going to lie. I've never noticed your car to be messy. Do you have a little in for us? A little one. Okay. So my in this week – oh, my gosh. I love this one. You guys, I really like this one. Is smiling at strangers. I love that. Okay, so I was listening to a TikTok and I was walking in the mailbox. So for my job, my boss is out of town all summer, but I still have to send birthday cards to all of our clients and I have to use a public mailbox. Like I can't send it. I don't even know why. It's just like a work rule, okay? So there's this mailbox that I live walking distance from. So sometimes like as a part of my little walk with Penny, I'll like take the mail for whoever's birthday cards need to go out that day and I'll like walk Penny to the mailbox. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what this has to do with my end. But anyways, I was like listening to TikTok in my AirPods while I was walking and this video came up and it was talking about how like when you smile at strangers like you make yourself happy it's kind of like this reverse psychology effect thing I'm doing a horrible job explaining it but basically not only is it probably making somebody else's day to like be greeted with a smile unexpectedly but it tricks your brain into making you be in a better mood like if you force yourself to smile like it sounds so corny but if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like smile like when your muscles make that movement there's something with your brain how it like actually does boost you into a better mood I didn't know that yeah so then I was walking by a Starbucks with Penny after I dropped the mail wait so you're walking Penny you have your airpods in listening to TikTok (laughs) scrolling through TikTok and carrying the mail well Well, the mail is small the mail is small because it's like birthday cards right it's like five birthday cards and I'm not looking at my phone I just have TikTok playing so I'm just listening to TikTok sound which is weird I know that's like weird but and then I was passing Starbucks and I was like okay these two girls like 
they look like they go to SMU and they're like really cool like normally I would try to be like you know not like RBF but like I wouldn't be like smiling because I get scared I'm like so awkward sometimes <laughs> anyways I haven't um, really noticed you to be awkward I'm not awkward but I get like social anxiety sometimes well I feel like girls our age oh they're so scary there's nothing yeah, scarier <laughs> than a, a female who's pretty who's your same age that you don't know there's nothing I know. scarier there's literally nothing scary. Like, I get nervous in my apartment building. Like, I'll go up and talk to any man, but I get scared of girls sometimes. I get so nervous. Like, when I see other girls and they're, like, with their friends and I'm alone, yes. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a loser. I'm like, they think I'm a nerd. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm such a nerd. So then I just smiled at them. What did they do and back? they smiled back. Yay! And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I did that. And I, like, initiated it. So you just feel good about yourself. And then, like, I was walking home, and it just put me in a good mood. So whatever. Smile at strangers. That's Wait, my in. Amanda looks so happy right now. No, I'm not even kidding. I was like, okay, like, that was so facts. So I think that wraps up our ins and outs of the week. I hope everyone enjoys listening to our conversation with Maddie from earlier today. She gave us such meaningful advice. And honestly, it was kind of fangirling like I love her and it was so nice to meet her she's literally so sweet so if you guys love her give her a follow so with that being said let's hit it hello 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 everyone please welcome Maddie to the podcast Reeves and I are so happy to have you here so I just want to give everyone a little introduction and backstory for everybody listening Maddie is a Dallas-based fashion and lifestyle content creator who Reeves and I both adore following from closet staples to experimenting with pops of color, not only has following Maddie taught us so much about fashion and personal style, but also following her journey has taught us what a hardworking, successful, and independent girl in her 20s looks like. Maddie is now a full-time content creator after recently graduating with an MBA from the Cox School of Business at SMU, all while growing her social media presence to nearly 60,000 followers across all platforms and remodeling her stunning home with her husband and college sweetheart, Ronnie. Reeves and I are beyond thrilled and grateful to have you on the podcast today. It does feel like a very full circle moment to have you on as a guest because Maddie and I have known each other and crossed paths so many times over the years. We went to the same high school, same college, and we were in the same sorority while we were at OU. So who would have thought that one day we would be sitting here drinking Aperol spritzes and recording a podcast? Not me, but I'm so glad that we are. So thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. Oh my gosh, that was the nicest intro. Thank you. I'm like blushing. That was so cute. I worked really hard on it. It was awesome. Thank you so much for being here. So I know we have a lot of topics that we want to touch on with you, but before we dive into those, I want to tell you congrats on being a full-time creator. Thank you. How is it? It's really exciting. It's definitely a lot harder than I thought, especially like time management and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. it's honestly been really fun. So, like, what does your day-to-day look like? So, I am trying to be a little bit slow right now since I just graduated. Because I just graduated, if I were to take, like, an office job or a corporate job, I would be probably taking a month or two off. So, I'm still trying to give myself some time in between now and then um, to really dive headfirst into it. Um, But usually during the day, I like to get a lot of stuff done with the house in the morning and kind of do like a to-do list. I'm really organized. Like that's the behind the scenes. It's like my favorite part, honestly. And then I try to pick a couple days to do content and stuff like that or whenever I'm feeling it and send emails out and stuff like that. So it's, there's really no routine right now. I'm still trying to kind of figure that out, but Mm -hmm. it's been fun so far just to have like more time to dedicate to it for sure. Is it so crazy to you that you're doing this full time? Like, did you ever see yourself doing that? No, I didn't. I 
when I first started with my corporate job, I loved watching influencers, like the bloggers and stuff on Instagram posts, like Rachel Parcell, loved following her. I, I love her. Rachel. She's amazing. Like she is literally my goals. Her TikTok kills me. She is so funny. She makes me happy about having a bunny to sleep with because she still has hers. I know. <laughs> I love her. She's I just, she's so cute. She's amazing. She's like everything I want to be yeah. in not a weird way. Um, But I loved following her and I just kind of realized there wasn't any workwear inspiration or anything like if you look on Pinterest it's like a suit or like a blazer no oh, one really so wears chuggy. that it's no one so wears chuggy. that to work right mm-hmm. um so I started posting my outfits from work like on my like to know it but I didn't share anything on my like to know it on my Instagram like I didn't really think anyone knew that I even had a like to know it and then it started growing pretty not fast but for not posting on Instagram it was definitely growing um and then Right before COVID started, I was ready to say, you know what, let's start posting on Instagram. And then COVID happened and I wasn't going into the office and there was no like workwear to be posted. Yeah. And I just, mm-hmm. the, the vision kind of fell apart. Um, and I just left it at that. Still posted on like to know it. And then, yeah, that one video of me on a bike on my honeymoon with the yellow dress blew up. Oh my God. God, I forgot about that. That was so funny. Wait, I don't think I ever saw it. You have not seen this? Wait, no. Oh my gosh. I'm going home to look. So we're in the Maldives and I'm biking and it was so windy and I cannot bike. So I'm like so scared (laughs) I'm going to fall off. If you fall off, you fall off in the ocean, right? So I'm biking and my husband was so silent in the back and it was so weird to me. Like, usually he talks to me, like tells me I'm doing a good Like, y'all are biking down the same path on your honeymoon. Yes, he's behind me. going? To breakfast because we run those little huts over the water so you have to bike into the island to go to breakfast and he's not saying anything and we get off he goes I need to show you this I don't want you to be mad (laughs) and he shows me and it is so funny my entire dress just blew up into a giant Michelin man suit (laughs) I we were crying laughing I thought you were like the wicked witch of the west like on her little bike we'll link it in the description box down below if you guys want to see the tiktok but it was so funny it was wild and then essentially like within the week it I think it has, like, 28 million views at this point. What? Totally viral. I think because I was in the Maldives, too, like, worldwide. It, like, yeah, kind of spread yeah, that yeah, far because yeah, yeah. I was in a weird place. <laughs> um, but I grew, like, 10,000, relatively speaking, overnight. And I was like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. And then that's yeah. kind of where it went. But I never really thought I'd be able to be full-time. So that is definitely a dream. That was, it's crazy. That's amazing. I I forgot about that video. It's so funny. So I have to ask. So now that you've been doing this full-time, like, even though it's only been, I mean, how long has it been? Like a week or two? Two weeks? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like a month, maybe. Fresh. You just graduated. Honestly, I won't, I won't even say I really started yet because I'm still catching up on stuff that I have put aside, like organizing my house and stuff like that, yeah. that I've been dying to do while I was in school. So I wouldn't even say I've started full-time per se, but I guess I am full-time because it's my job. I want to know, like, what's your favorite part so far? And then what's your least favorite part? Or, like, what do you dread the most? And then what do you look forward to the most? So my favorite part is definitely helping people. Like, I love being able to help people figure out what to wear to certain events or just make that a very seamless process. Um, I'm very analytical and strategic in nature. So being able to kind of, I don't know, find a way to incorporate that into what I love, like my passion, which is, like, fashion and putting together outfits and stuff has been super fun I would say my least favorite part is saying I'm an influencer oh my gosh I so relate to that I it I don't know why it just is so hard for me to say and I think it's because people have such a weird 
already preconceived notion of what that means based off of what they're shown on their own social media. So I just feel like people judge you before you even get to explain it. And then I end up over explaining it. People who aren't on social media ask me and I'm like, okay, but it's social media, but it's not like influence, but it's, it is, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, I just feel like that's something that I'm trying to wrap my head around, if that makes sense. When I went to my younger sister's college graduation, I met like one of her roommates, older sisters. That's the like longest explanation, whatever. I was talking to this girl and she was asking me about work and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, well, I'm also like a content creator on TikTok. And she was like, no, stop, own it. And I was like, what? Mid-conversation, she literally stopped me from over-explaining my job, and she said, that is so cool. You need to be more confident when you introduce yourself. This girl's, like, older than me, I too. Love like, that. probably your age. And I – and she, like, works for Neiman. She was so cute. And I just really took that to heart, and I was like, oh, my gosh, how yes. is anyone ever going to take me seriously if I sound – If you don't take yourself seriously. Yeah, if I sound super insecure and over-explaining, like, oh, but by the way, it's, like, actually real. Like, I do make money and da 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 My husband, my family, they're all like, you are doing what you love, like, and yeah. you're making money doing it. Stop it. Be yeah. proud of yourself. Yeah. But it's just a harder thing. I don't really care what anyone thinks, but – it's kind of still hard for me to I want my job to come across as like I'm reaching my full potential which is what I feel like I'm doing so it's just hard when other people don't have like an understanding of it because I think they they don't really like respect it and it's hard I don't know honestly I'm just assuming that of other people nobody's ever told me like I disrespect your career choice or something Mm -hmm. But it's hard because if people don't fully understand it, they think it's like anybody could do it or it's kind of a bimbo job Mm -hmm. or it doesn't take a lot of work and there isn't like a lot that goes into it. But honestly, I think it takes like a really brave person to be able to expose themselves and have a lot of vulnerability online. And it also takes a committed person. Like a huge part of growing on social media is consistency Mm -hmm. and like you don't just go viral once and then the rest of your life is super easy. Like you have to be dedicated and you have to engage with your audience and like give them stuff that they want. And like, you have to be vulnerable. It's like 100%. And I feel like it's something that is challenging. Like, like exactly what you said. Same for me. Like it's just a different way of working. I've always been like a to-do list every day. I know exactly what I'm working towards. Like this is such a gray area job where you kind of just have to go with it and figure it out and build it yourself And I love that part of it. So I feel like it's challenging, but not in a challenging way. Like you're doing math or something every day that people typically think, you know, like, yeah, I'm not an investment banker, but it's still challenging in other ways that I think are more fulfilling for me right now. I want to know, now that you're a full-time influencer, you share your life online. You and Ronnie have been together for like a really long time. So way before you ever started posting on TikTok, Instagram, seriously, anything like that. Has it changed your relationship at all? How does he like being featured on social media? Does he yeah. want to be a part of it? Do you like showing y'all's relationship? Like, how how has that been? It's like, it's definitely a different type of, I don't know. It's definitely different, right? Like, you still want to show some part of your relationship, but you don't want to show all of it. Like, yeah. I still like it being really private and, like, our relationship, you know, if you know us and you know us as a couple, like, you know us really well and it. I feel like it's really hard to convey, like, someone's relationship over social media in such a short clip. Um, He's super supportive. He was the one that was, like, quit your job. Like, do this. If, you know, if you're stressed out with business school and you want to focus on this, I will support you no matter what. Like, he was super (laughs) super supportive. And I 
this is going to sound super nerdy, but I read a book in college, and I was already dating him at the time, but Mm -hmm. the best thing you can do is find a partner that's going to support you no matter what you Mm -hmm. know and like that's super important and so I just it was one of those moments I'm like oh okay he does support me I don't have to be some big corporate girl to for him to think I'm successful and all of that he doesn't love being on the camera okay he's frankly extremely awkward and he will (laughs) say that himself and my friends will send like a video of him in it and make fun of him and stuff but he's so supportive and he'll be in it sometimes wait he doesn't seem awkward he's not an awkward person but like seeing yourself on camera for the first time is not it's so different you have to get used to it like even when I watch my own videos I'm like cringe you know oh my gosh I can't even listen to the first episode of this podcast I and that cannot. was two months ago Maybe I will not go listen to it and it's one of our like most listened to episodes too so I'm like god please don't listen to that one if you listen to one <laughs> so embarrassing so how long have you and Ronnie been together like married and then how long did y'all date okay when we were driving here I was trying to think about that we started <laughs> dating freshman year of college so I it was 2014 wow. so we're coming up on like 10 years that's I think crazy. this is eight or nine years That's now. Crazy. Um, but yeah, and then we're married two years in August. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I want to know about the wedding. Like, how how was the wedding planning? Where did y'all get married? How's okay, all of so that? we got married at the Adolphus, and I loved it. Amazing. Everyone was so good. I had a wedding planner. That is like my biggest advice. If you can, if you're getting married and you think it's too expensive it is worth it to put it in the budget yeah I don't know what I would have like would have done without my wedding planner I would have been flailing I she saved my life um but I will say I'm a super type a person and I thought wedding planning was going to be a breeze and it totally was not I it's so many decisions like and you think like all of the decisions are going to be easy mm-hmm. when you're picking teeny tiny decisions like a hundred a day it feels like it's so much um so it wasn't something that I will ever do again <laughs> <laughs> hopefully there's no second wedding no they're never future. Will be, but <laughs> yeah it is definitely something that it is not for the week for how sure. long were y'all engaged for like did you have a long time to plan it um a year wanted to get married like once we were engaged I wanted to plan the wedding and then be married like I was really excited about being married so like I'm such a uh like timeline person so you guys are dating like all of college you graduate college when did you move in together when did you get engaged and then when did you get married so we lived at home with our like our respective parents Mm -hmm. um like each other's parents for like six months like after graduation after graduation and then we moved in together I think that December, January, so it's longer than six months. Um, and then we lived, I think it was like a year and a half before we got engaged after we lived together. That makes me feel better. Maddie's already heard about all of my like trials and tribulations of the fact that Max and I are moving in together in the fall. And I don't have any like close friends that already live with their boyfriends. And this is just a story of my life. Like I'm always the first person to do everything in my friend group besides I was actually like the last person to have their first kiss I will say that but okay whatever besides that like I was the first one to have like a boyfriend and stuff anyways um I don't know I'm just like nervous about it so I love hearing other people's takes and like opinions on like living with a boy and like I like when I hear that other people have lived together before they've gotten engaged because I have all these older cousins and like all of them except for one got engaged like when I say a lot it's like 12 gotten engaged before they moved in together so I'm just kind of like no you just have to do what's right for you and that's what I tell people like 
if you want to move in with your boyfriend, just do it. And I know people don't, and that's a Southern thing. People like yeah. to be engaged yeah. first, and that's kind of – if that's what you need to make yourself feel good about moving in, then do it. But if you want to move in with your boyfriend, like, I've had the best time with him. I know there's, like, this one book that I read – and we had already moved in together, and it was like your divorce rate's gonna go up if you move in before you get oh, married. Oh yes, you commented on my TikTok about I this, and I was like, I trust Maddie's opinion. I was love flipping this. out because I'm like, it's been so fun. I don't feel like anything is really. I I, I didn't feel like there's any problems. Yeah, and we're fine. Like, wait, what's the married. book? I think Again? it's the defining. Decade. Oh, the defining decade. Yeah, it's it says like. You should really wait to be married. I think it's married in the book. It doesn't even say engaged before you move in with someone because it causes all sorts of problems if you move in before you're married with, like, apartment leases. I don't even know. It basically just says the divorce yeah. rate is higher for couples that move in together before marriage. And I'm just kind of like, I feel like that's so outdated. Yeah. I personally wanted to live with him first, too. Like, we wanted to live together to see yeah. if we were going to vibe well together yeah. before we get married. And then you have to work out all those issues while you're married. Like, th- that, to me, seemed a lot harder yeah. than just get it, like, living together. I don't know. I loved it. What was the biggest adjustment to, like, living with a boy? Oh, my God. He was in the gaming phase. <gasps> no. Yeah. This is, like, my worst fear, the Xbox. Oh, no. I never had an Xbox in my house. I We come – I'm from a family of girls. We Hudson lived. brings his Xbox over. No, stop. Packs it in his no. backpack. No, no. Ronnie used to do the same. I freak out. When we were seniors in college, that's when the Fortnite craze started. <laughs> I would go over to his house and he'd be like, let's hang out. And I, he'd be like, okay, watch me play Fortnite. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not how this relationship is going. What? So we moved into this one bedroom apartment and it had like a little cove and that's where he put his desk. Hearing those conversations <laughs> all day, every day. No. Excruciating. Like him on his little headset talking yes. to his friends. About, yeah, I'm going to get in this house. No. And like crouch down. You will hear laughter that you've never heard in your life. Like I heard noises, like <gasps> laughter coming from him. I'm like, I didn't even know you were capable of making sounds like that. Like the giddiness comes out when they're playing video games. I'm yeah. scared. Oh we, but now he's into golf, which I prefer okay, so much. He's matured. Wait, what age something? did that happen? Just when wondering. we moved in with my parents, my parents <laughs> had a guest house and we wanted to buy a house. So we moved mm-hmm. into their guest house. Oh, so this is after you were married. Engaged. Okay, mm-hmm. engaged. After we were engaged, yes. Okay. And so we moved into the guest house and it was like separate a separate Wi-Fi. And if any of your boys game, you know, you need like they have to a have specific their own Wi-Fi? router. And what? Like, I don't know. Like these, I did not know that. I don't know the whole details, but my he really had my parents bring like AT and T out to put in a separate cord to bring Wi Fi. I can't. But the breathe. little guest house was too small, where he'd wake me up. So I think it just fizzled out at that point. Wait. So I want to hear about y'all golfing together because I think it's so cute. I feel like I'm betraying the girls. Wait. Okay. Let's give a little context on this situation because it. Maddie has a golf TikTok outfit account. I just started it yes I'm obsessed with this because we were talking about this me and Maddie were at a dinner last week we were talking about this there's no good golf out outfit inspiration for girls no you're or a it all looks the same it all looks the same and I kept finding myself like looking for inspiration that's just not like the typical outfit yeah or like you don't even know when you're starting to golf like I have to ask my husband what to wear like I hate that yeah like I want to be able to find it myself and know what to wear and stuff like that so I started this I'm totally bad at golf I'm just beginning but it's just a fun 
thing that I'm like, you know what? Let's just start this. Let's see what happens. So I saw you were getting fitted for your clubs and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, she's so cute. I'm so excited about it. I Honestly, love it. so like I said, I feel like I'm betraying the girls by golfing with my husband because I know some people don't love that their husbands or boyfriends golf, but it's really fun. Like when you get married or you're dating someone, like you're separate people, you know, you can't have the same yeah. interests. So I really enjoyed it but I, then again yeah. like when he's golfing two to three times a week I want to be there for one and it's mm. honestly really fun should we go Amanda well you know what happened to me when I tried to golf oh okay what happened tell the story. I don't know <laughs> oh wait good. no I do know you know you about this t- okay so when well actually no Max and I have been dating for like a little over four years now but the first time I met his grandparents I went to Fredericksburg with them because they have a house in Fredericksburg in Texas and his grandma loves golfing. She's honestly, like, not an amazing player. I mean, she's a granny, you guys. Like, picture a granny golfing. Like, it is what it is. She's so but cute. she knows how to play, okay? So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, oh, she's a granny. Like, it'll be fine. Like, whatever. I've never really golfed before. And Max golfs all the time, for reference. And I'm not even kidding. We're on, like, the third or fourth hole, maybe. We've barely even started. And we're driving from one hole to another in the golf cart and me and Max are in a golf cart and then his grandparents are in the golf cart behind us and Max goes after one of his balls and he turns the cart so sharply and I'm just zoned out I'm like probably trying to post on my Instagram story or something I'm not even looking at my surroundings I'm just zoned into my phone and he turns and at the same time I fly out of the golf cart because he like saw his ball so he turns left I fly the opposite direction. I think the cart turned and I kept going straight. Like, my body, I don't even know, you guys. Like, I did a somersault across the golf course. And his grandparents are in the cart behind us, so they saw the whole thing. And his grandma comes up to me. And this is the first day she's met me, you guys. The first day. And she's, like, she met me 30 minutes before this for the first time. She's like, oh, honey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It hurt so bad. Like, I was trying to shake it off so bad. There were tears. Like, I was holding back tears no. so bad. Well, and just the emotional pain. Also, I'm pretty sure I just, like, flashed everybody because I was wearing this exercise dress that – this just makes it so much worse um, – that doesn't have, like, the built-in <laughs> shorts. <laughs> but I had gone to Fredericksburg, and I hadn't thought it through. Okay, well, you didn't think that you were going to be flying out of a golf cart. Yeah, I didn't. So I was like, whatever, like, the hanky-panky thong will do. Like, nobody's oh, going to see oh, up my skirt. Thong. No. No. Like, it's so bad. Like, you when I flashed say, all of Fredericksburg. I mean, nobody's talked about the part where I think I flashed everybody. Like, I think they even knew that would be crossing the line to bring that up. But I'm pretty sure it happened. Yeah. I'm dying. Anyways, I want to stay on stay on track here. So I want to know, like, how your grad school experience was. Like, why did you decide to go to grad school? Did you like the experience? What are I, your thoughts? I get this question a lot, and I feel like it's such a personal decision. So I'm going to yeah. start with that. Like, if you think you want to go to grad school, before you even – I don't even want to say anything before I start with, like, a – a caveat yeah talk to a lot of people in your industry and see if you need it or it's something you want talk to mentors like to me that was really important um so where I was working what was your job what was your job so I worked in finance um at a corporate company for a brand everyone probably knows I was in finance for three years supporting um the sales team and then I moved over to strategy and it was more of like a revenue management consumer insights role project based loved it loved my job Um, But after three roles, it's really the time you're starting to meet up with people who have business degrees. Yeah. 
And even though I had a background, my undergrad degrees are in finance and accounting, I just kind of felt like there were people that were advancing with a business school degree and they were doing really well, but there wasn't any executives that didn't have an MBA. So I, there wasn't really a good case study for moving forward without it. So I'm like, you know what, let's just go back. Let's get it. Let's make sure this job is where I want to be. Um, like my career path is kind of settled out. Let's just take a, take a pause. And I honestly thought business school was going to be a lot easier than it was. I was definitely humbled. It's a lot of work, a lot of group work, but it was really fun. I got to meet a lot of people. You hear a lot of different opinions and just people from all over. Just, it, it was really a cool experience that I don't regret at all by any means, but it's definitely, it was a lot harder than I thought. So while you're in, well, first of all, I don't think I could have ever done that myself. So kudos to you. No. I could not imagine getting my MBA. Going back to school after you've been working, yeah. that was an adjustment. I was a a student in, in college. Like I was, I loved school. Everyone used to make fun of me for loving school. <laughs> Undergrad after you've been working, having a job or graduate school after you've been working, working is so just more black and white and going yeah. back to school, you're working at 10 o'clock at night and you have class from 6.30 to 10 at night. Like, yeah. Yeah. there's just, you're working on Saturdays. Like, there's no clear lines, which made it really hard. I didn't think it was going to be easy by any means, mm-hmm. but I already had business degrees. I thought it would be kind of like yeah. a, a, lot, a lot of the same stuff. And it's just a lot more group work and managing relationships, Yeah, if that makes sense, than just going to school, checking the box and getting it done. Like, you have a lot of group work, which is yeah. difficult at times. I'm curious. So, like, while all of this is going on, you're in grad school. You're also doing TikTok. You're also, like, remodeling your house, everything. So much on your plate. Like, when did it occur to you, oh, I love grad school and I'm, like, glad that I'm doing this, but I want to pursue content more than I want to go back to having a nine-to-five corporate job? So, it's a great question. (laughs) So, in the fall, when everyone started reaching out to companies and I had been to a conference and I was meeting companies and people... I just kind of realized, like, this is not – I should be excited about this. Like, I think prior to content, I would have been excited about, um, you know, going back to an office and all of that, and I just wasn't. But I felt – not pressured, but everyone was interviewing and stuff, and Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like I needed to. And I was putting myself under so much stress to where my doctor was literally like, you need to go to yoga, you need to meditate, you need to do something, you need to make a decision, and you just need to accept it. And I knew I didn't want to go back to a corporate job, especially one that I loved, and then have to quit in the future if this got to be too much to handle both. So I just figured, I'm going to see this through. Let's see what happens. And if I decide to go back to corporate, then I'll go back. But for now, let's just, this is a good time to to see what happens. So it's awesome. I also feel like it's not like you were wanting to pursue content with no evidence that you were good at it like you had all these followers you were like invited to revolve fest like all of these big influencer events and stuff like obviously this was a great path for you to go down you know thank you for saying that like you had so much you know evidence to back you up which I'm not even saying like obviously you should do whatever your heart desires and chase your dreams and stuff but it's not like it was random for you to want to be an influencer and stuff well I think it goes back to what I said earlier about being nervous about telling people that I'm going to be an influencer when I know I could go back to my corporate job and have a really successful career there 
it's really hard navigating the two. You know, I feel like people just all of a sudden start making a lot of money and then leave. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say I'm at the point where I'm making more money than I would if I were pursuing an office job um, by any means. But it was just one of those things where, like, you just need to take a risk on yourself. And I've always been a five-year plan girl. And recently, I'm like, you just need to go. Like, you need to strike while the iron's hot. You need to do it. You can't You can't come back to this in the future. Yes. If you decide to. Like, this is something you have it's to so do now. It's so true. And, like, you're young. Like, you don't have any kids. You don't Not have, like, any insane responsibility mm-hmm. right now. It's like, why wouldn't you bet on yourself and do what you exactly. really want to do? That's exactly. awesome. It's still really scary, though. No, I will it's still so scary. Yeah. But that's okay. Like, it is okay. I'm the best learning to come say when you're okay. out of your yes. comfort zone. That is true. That is true. Be comfortable getting uncomfortable. That was advice that I got one time, and I've always remembered it. Yes. I love that advice. Well, I, I have to ask one question. Okay, okay. Well, you can ask your question first, but mine's about Revolve Fest. Mine too. <laughs> okay. I, like, have to know how it was because I'm just so curious. Obviously, I would love to go one day. But, like, a 1 just to 10, us. rate the experience, yeah. any, like, crazy tea you want to spill, like, how, like, what was it like? It was so fun. It was so much. It, like, when you're in Dallas and the influencer space is so small, it's just not really that big of a thing, if that makes sense yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's I go not. with my friends, no one really asks me about it. Don't draw attention to it. It's just yeah. not, like, I, I don't know. And then going to Revolve Fest, I'm sitting at this pool. They had, like, a pool party you look around and everyone's taking pictures and all of that. I'm like, I've never been in a place where people can freely take content and no one's judging each other. You know, like usually you feel so uncomfortable doing it around your friends or something. That must be so nice. It was wild. You're just like sitting at home one day, twiddling your thumbs, whatever. And like, do you get a call? Do you get an email? Like who's inviting you? I got an email and it was, so I'd met with, um, a person on the brand team in, in Dallas, like Uh a couple months prior to that email and she did not say anything about Revolve Fest whatsoever by any means. But we talked, we hung out, whatever. Move, flash forward. I'm sitting at my desk and I get this email from her and I open it and I'm reading it. I'm like, <laughs> this is like, real life. No way. Literally just turn my world upside down. Why don't you? I would have I mean, fallen out of course. the chair. And so I'm, I'm also going to Singapore and Vietnam with my yeah. business school class and I'm praying. I'm like looking at the dates just like, please, <laughs> please, please. I pray that these are not overlapping yeah. and they weren't. I called everyone in my phone book, I swear. I'm, like, <laughs> calling everyone, like, you're not going to believe this. Like, it was wild. And it was, again, one of those moments where, okay, I'm where I need to be. Like, yes, this like, is, pinch me, literally. This is, like, a sign, like, you're on the right path. This yeah. is yeah. where you're headed. Like, yeah. this is good, you know? I, do, I, like, I don't know if I would have been able to do it without a plus one. That's, oh, I don't think I could have ever. Just, by the way, if anyone is listening to this who plans influence events, please give everyone a plus one. We appreciate it yeah. so much. <laughs> I agree. Like, it's so appreciated. I agree. Um, okay, so then you, you like, ask Ronnie to come. Mm-hmm. You're, like, telling him. And then you guys are just, like, jutting off to Coachella. Yeah. So did you have to buy your own Coachella tickets, like, separately? I'm not, like, allowed to talk about the, what? the con- like, my contract, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. Okay, yeah, sure. Or all of that. Wait, so you had to sign a contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, T. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, can like you talk about... Thing. I just want to know about, like, the gifting suite and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. That was wild. Like, I I'm mean, not kidding. Total out-of-body experience. I didn't know what to expect. So we walk down. They, like, send us a little note. Like, you get an itinerary or whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, mm-hmm. gifting suite open at 9 in the morning. And I'm, like, trying not to be the influencer that no one literally knows, like, at the front of the line. So I'm, like, oh, we'll just be casual. We'll go in a little bit later. And everyone's lined up outside of it. And then you walk in and they hand you bags and like fill them 
Oh my god. Stop. Were you so excited? I was obviously. I was just uh, uh, overwhelmed. I'd be like running here. Overwhelmed. <laughs> Everyone's just grabbing crap, throwing it in their bags. Mm-hmm. Just like it was like the Hunger Games. And Ronnie had a bag. And oh my gosh. So Bless I'm feeling his heart. Like, he's like, what? I'd be like, like he was this. making friends. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I met these girls. You need to meet them like after. Like How he was sweet. he's my little wingman. So he was talking to people and stuff. And so I got to meet some people after, which was nice. I but love I basically that. said, You stay here. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to go run around. I'm going to like. And I just grabbed a ton of stuff. And it was open every day we were there. <gasps> it was wild. And, and then like we're leaving. And they go, here's your suitcase. And I <sighs> went like this. And it was heavy. And like, it's full of beauty products. <gasps> so it's already like made up Awful. for you. Oh, my God. I, I would go to town. I can't even imagine. It was, and I really thought I was being like, how much I took, I was being good. Like, that's how, it's like, try not to be wasteful. I'm not going to pick a ton of stuff. Yeah. But it was wild. So, like, did you get to meet some of your favorite influencers while you were there? Like, who was your favorite person you met? So, I met Morgan Hale. She's from Dallas. And she might not even remember. But we hung out a little bit at Revolve Fest. And that was really fun to just meet her. She's so nice, by the way. If anyone, like, follows her on Instagram, she's actually really nice in person. Which is always fun to meet people that you follow. And they're really nice. thousand percent. Um, I met a couple other people. I, like I said, I'm so small relative. So it was still kind of an out-of-body thing where I needed to get out of my own head. And Ronnie's like, no one cares that you don't have as many followers. Like, you're here for a reason just like they are all of that like like I said he's so supportive um so sweet but I didn't like I said people were getting content and stuff so a lot of people already knew each other also Mm -hmm. so did it feel like everyone had like their friend groups and stuff not necessarily but it's also just like any networking event it's hard to walk up to people and just Mm -hmm. strike conversation you know I'm always like at any type of event looking for like the first person I know yeah it kind of just breaks the ice and makes Mm -hmm. a little bit more comfortable for sure. Um, but it was really fun. And it was just such a cool experience. Like, it was amazing. Wait, I had literally have a vision board on my computer. And Revolve Fest is on it. I didn't even Reeves, put it on go. my we're vision go. board. I didn't even put it on mine. <laughs> I didn't even think I'd be in. I was like, no way. Like, it's just one of those things where you're making your goals for the year. I'm like, that's yeah. not a goal. That's yeah. unrealistic. I was so excited. So, like, I, I followed Maddie for probably, like, a year or two. And, um probably like closer to two because I've been in Dallas two years and whenever I saw that you were going I was like oh my god I'm so excited for her like oh my god a little Dallas girl I was like she's amazing I love her so I love I'm so happy there's like people from Dallas going because yeah. it makes it feel more attainable Real. it makes it feel more attainable for them to like you know not just have a ton of LA, LA girls celebrities and yeah, stuff it going. was really fun and I also will say the team at Revolve is so nice like it was fun meeting them in person too because mm-hmm. I go back and forth on emails with them a lot yeah it was so nice to, to meet them and they're all just so like just so great like it was Aww. really fun okay well note to self I'll start leaking more stuff to Revolve <laughs> um anyways now that we're talking about Revolve I want to talk about fashion a little bit because obviously everyone wants to know about your closet and your personal style. So if you had to say, like, now that you've kind of adapted to your full-time influencer role, what do you think is kind of your daily uniform now? I mean, she looks so cute right now. She's wearing, like, the perfect white tee, like, Mm -hmm. really cute jeans, slicked back bun, you know, like, clean girl aesthetic. Um, And so daily uniform now – And then when you were still working, because I know we got a ton of questions about, like, work wardrobe and stuff, and people always want to know, like, for their corporate job what they should be wearing. What was your uniform in your corporate job, and then what is your uniform now? 
So my uniform now is exactly what Amanda just said. Like usually <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt of some sort. Like I'm, I like to be comfortable. Yeah. And then maybe like a, a sundress if I'm feeling extra girly that day. Like mm-hmm. I try and dress up, relatively speaking, and get out of my pajamas every day <laughs> to kind of make myself feel like okay, a little bit of organization. Um, and I don't really know how I would describe my style. Like I, I feel like it changes every day. Like one day I want to wear a super feminine, like girly dress. And then the next, I want to wear, like, edgier things and, like, baggy jeans and stuff like that or cargo pants. So I don't really know how to describe my style. When I was in work, though, my biggest advice when it comes to workwear is to not buy anything that you wouldn't wear out or, like, to dinner or something like that. Like, if it's just for work, you're not going to love it yeah, because you're going to associate with work, number one, and number two – it's not going to be like an extension of your style. So when I buy things, I try to buy things that like I would wear to the office and then also out. So when it comes to jeans, buying jeans that are comfortable and that I love that I would wear to the office and then go to dinner in at the same time or like tops and stuff like that and yeah. not buy the traditional work clothes. It's a good rule. That makes sense. And my other advice would be don't if you're starting a job, do not buy clothes until like two weeks into your job like mm-hmm. if they say business casual oh, don't good. buy a ton of blazers and slacks or whatever because I promise you when you show up they will not be in business casual <laughs> they'll be in like jeans and you'll have wasted money oh, that's a good idea do you have any pieces in your closet that you've had for a really long time that you still wear like what are your staple pieces I have so many things in my closet like that do you I not get wear? rid of stuff I feel like you're always posting like oh I'm wearing these wedges from like five years ago yes, or something like that and time. I'm like wait why am I getting rid of and everything? I get rid of a lot of things but I just for whatever reason like there's certain things that I keep and I'm like I know I'm gonna love this in the <laughs> yeah. future your kids are gonna have good clothes if you have girls <laughs> she's I'm gonna jealous. be like so I'm excited great hand-me-down like my mom's girls. awesome I like statement pieces like I'm not a every day like wear the same thing kind of person yeah. I know I just kind of said I was but I'm not so I like to incorporate a lot of color but avoid patterns and this was a mistake that I made a long time ago but patterns that will be out by next year or super trendy or something like that yeah if that makes sense and I'm not perfect I love patterns like sometimes I want to pick a trendy piece but I think picking things that I don't know you can kind of see yourself wearing in three years makes you want to keep it longer yeah Yeah. and then just kind of knowing like I feel like if you love fashion you kind of know everything comes back yeah so I'll pick like if something's in really good condition I got a lot of use out of it then I'll just hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. So what's your favorite summer fashion trend? And what's your least favorite? I don't think anything for <laughs> girls really irks me for whatever reason. But guys in flip-flops drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, those that's really bad. <laughs> like that one is one that all of my friends know. When Ronnie wears flip-flops, they're like, oh, he better hide. Because I just <laughs> men's toes out and about. I don't know why. I hate it too. But I, I don't know too. why like a lot of the trends I mean Y2K is a style that was definitely not my style whatsoever mm-hmm. yeah like super neon-y colors or anything like that like that's just not my style how do you feel about like low-waisted stuff that's what I was thinking of okay I don't have the belly button for low-waisted <laughs> yeah I, I have tried but I have like such a round belly button that I feel like <laughs> you can ask my sister we both have this like weird belly button thing where we just don't love our belly buttons and I swear like low-waisted jeans just don't look good with my belly button okay which is like a weird (laughs) I've never heard that before I know it's a weird thing that I have in my head but I've tried them I just don't 
that personally i have no desire for low-waisted to come back um like, really no. at all no. i'm into baggy jeans though like the ones i'm wearing yeah, right now like, comfy i will wear jeans over leggings these days which is weird do you feel like you dress up most days of the week or like how many days of the week are we like putting on makeup getting our outfits together so I told Amanda this last week at the dinner we were at, I don't love shooting content. That's like my probably not least this favorite. This cracks me up because I'm like, <laughs> what is your favorite part? Because why is the only thing I'm doing shooting content? I love like, like, the planning. That. I love the planning, the behind the scenes. So like having to put on makeup to shoot content drives me crazy. Yeah. So I usually try to do like, okay, if I'm going to dinner, then I'll shoot like a couple TikToks or something or mm-hmm. I'll just – go with that I'm not wearing makeup or something like that but I'd say maybe two to three days out of the week I am in comfy clothes and then a couple days I'm not it's just so hard with like working out that's like my only thing I'm like if I could wake up in the morning and not have to work out and like just do my hair and makeup in the morning then I would be like fine with it but it's like I don't like showering in the morning I like showering at night I agree I did too especially am I just showering twice a day now probably I have to just about yeah, just about. That's what's happening. What about you? What do you do? Like, sometimes I shower twice a day. I'm no, not even like kidding. No, your clothes. Like, do you dress oh, up every day? I probably dress up three days a week. Okay, but are we talking about weekends? I don't really count weekends. No, I don't count weekends. What I'm really trying to do right now is balance cute and comfortable mm-hmm. because I don't like looking cute if I'm not comfortable. Like, it has to I be agree. a balance. Mm-hmm. Like, I I really despise when I have to wear, like, a strapless bra or something like that. There's like nothing that. worse. Like, I'm trying to find tops that, like, work with my boobs you know, it's it's a whole balance. I completely But I agree. would say three days a week, I'm usually putting on, like, a, a real outfit, mm-hmm. like, not athleisure. I think I will dress up before I do my makeup, though. Like, I would rather look cute and just not have any makeup on than do vice versa. Wait, I'm the opposite. Really? If I, like... I can go both ways. It depends. It depends. If I'm on camera, I love to have my makeup done. Oh, I say too. that, but then I'm, like looking like a slob kebab nine times out of ten on tiktok i worked from home (laughs) it would be a miracle if i put on any makeup i i I forgot what i was doing but i was on zoom one day and the guy that i was zooming with he was like oh maddie you look so nice today what are you doing stop like (laughs) feedback i literally just had mascara on that's funny i really so Amanda and I, we love routines. We're all, we have a morning routine episode, but like what is your ideal morning routine and your nighttime routine? I'm a big routine person as well. Like if I don't have a routine, I'm stressed. Like that yeah, is same. my surefire way to fall apart. I love to wake up at like, ideally if I could wake up at five in the morning every day, same. It's it so would hard. be the best, but I try to shoot for like six, six thirty. That's and good. when Ronnie's still asleep, it's like the quiet hours there's nothing going on I like to make myself a little breakfast some coffee I try to journal and I've also been trying to not do social media in the morning and I did that all last week and it has changed my life it is it just makes me so much more productive and then do like a to-do list like what I want to accomplish that day stuff like that and then I'll work out and then I'll shower and like do my makeup and all that what time will you work out it depends typically eight or nine like those are typically when I'm ready to work out but I need to be in the mindset to do it you know I know you like to post about fitness and stuff so what like what's your favorite workout my favorite of all time is probably boxing and I feel like we're in an era where high intensity workout is like out right now oh my gosh people love to just rip it apart like I leave feeling so accomplished it was so hard 
So boxing is like an all-time babe. Where do you go? Title boxing. Oh, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like it. And then, and I, it's kind of weird. My mom boxes. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. My- I knew this. She's like super into it. She's super into it. We took her as a joke to title like probably 10 years ago and she, she got it. hooked. Yeah. I love Pilates as well. Solid core is a new fave of mine. Mm-hmm. I've done core power in the past and I like it. It just, it's so hot in there right now. <laughs> I don't know how Amanda I know does Maddie's it. looking at me like I'm the core power addict over here. I, Reese, I'm never taking you. If no, you I'm think not this going. Room is hot, this, I'm like, not going. I'm I went to Shine Hot Pilates. I saw Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm out. I'm gone. I'm never coming back here. <laughs> so what does your nighttime routine look like? Okay, this one I'm working on. Um, like when I was at my best, like when I feel like my best night routine is like reading a book before bed, doing mm-hmm. my skincare tucked in lamp on candle tea next to me Mm -hmm. now it's just kind of like whatever I feel like I don't really have like a good nighttime routine but matching pajamas always and then like a religion good skincare like a good time spent in the sink like really working on my skin if that makes sense yeah like obviously like nobody's going in the bed with like outside clothes or something no but I do let my dog in my bed so that's that's probably work I don't know but you know you have to loosen up somewhere anything relating to the airport just yeah, oh, the airport too. That's another time where. Well, what do you like to wear in the airplane, Maddie? <laughs> Honestly, I like to be really comfy. I did wear jeans the other day, which I felt mm-hmm. was like when I went to New York, and I felt like that was a really aggressive move. But I was taking carry on. Yeah. Something about jeans at the airport does feel. Really they were these aggressive. ones that they were comfy. Like like I said, I like jeans yeah. more than leggings right now. But it felt weird. It felt like mature. I don't yeah. know. But usually, I like to do like a matching set. Like I like to look cute. But I like to be comfy, you know? Yeah. Well, okay, I have to know. You went to New York. You're doing dry June, but I'm shopping. Still, I'm She's... still going strong. Wait, She's you're not doing shopping. dry June? I'm not drink. I, I was like, not shopping. Sorry. Amanda's like watching me Wait, drink I'm my like... Aperol Spritz right now. Wait, She's I feel like, horrible. You're I'm like, lying. oh my God, she's probably feeling so socially pressured. <laughs> oh into my God, here. no. No shopping. I'm not shopping oh, in June. So like you haven't bought any clothing this Mm-mm. month? So what has it made you realize? What are your thoughts? Okay, so what I've tried to do, because I have come close, dangerously close a couple <laughs> of times. I'm like, no, be strong. You, If you put something in your cart, you just think, like, do I have something that could accomplish the same goal that's already in my closet? And 99% of the time, it works. Oh. The other thing, leave your cart overnight and you'll wake up and you'll forget. But oh. it's really hard. It's not been easy, and I've been really tempted. Do you I, have to, like, delete your credit cards off of your mm-hmm. – uh, Oh, so you're, like, real – oh. She has discipline. But it oh, is – I don't – I mean, I with this – I still get to, like, look at clothes and stuff. Like, I save things. <laughs> Me and like, need to go to, like, Shopaholics Anonymous. Yo, <laughs> my last therapy session, I'm not kidding – My therapist was like, okay, I think that we're going to have to channel your organization into a budget. And she was like, she told me to lock my credit cards in my safe. It's not easy. But I mean, it's just like a mental thing. You just kind of have to be like, no. And it's when people are checking in on me, like people were calling me out like, no way you didn't shop in New York. Like, okay. And I'm like, no, I really didn't. And like, no, 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 you did. I'm like, no, I really really did it. That's awesome. I I would be doing a haul right now and I would out myself in a second, but I really didn't. Okay, so going back to something you said earlier, because it's kind of been on the forefront of my mind, you talked about a five-year plan. 
I get the vibes that you're like a really big planner. I mean, obviously you said that. I love it. Like, would you share your five-year planner? Like little parts of it maybe? You obviously don't have to say any, everything. I don't really have a plan. I think, and like I said, and I think truly that's because when I plan things, you kind of work towards just the plan. And when I kind of let go, I get to go to Revolve Fest. Like all these things start falling in your lap that you didn't plan for, if that makes sense. So I'm trying to be a little bit more loose with that. The planning like I have a direction I want to go but yeah not necessarily a hard and fast plan I'm also already married and all of that so that helps eliminate a lot of the planning parts. yes I would say one thing that when I was in business school I really loved was the idea of entrepreneurship and like starting a company and I have no idea what that would look like I have no ideas but I would love to start a business at some point I think mm-hmm. that'd be really fun um whether it's a product, I don't know if it would be a service, I don't know, but I think that's where my brain is headed. I could totally see you having a brand. I just think it'd be so fun, and I think that's where, like, I love the idea of being a general manager or something like Mm -hmm. that where you're managing a lot of different hats at once. Um, It keeps it interesting. Yeah, so I think that is something in the future I would love to accomplish. So for me, Let's be honest. I want to be a content creator like y'all. Like, we all know it. So, like, what advice would you give to girls who are wanting to be, like, a content creator? And it doesn't have to be, like, full-time, but, like, This is a good one, and I feel like it's a question that I have always loved hearing people's responses to. And I feel like people are always like, oh, just be yourself. Be authentic. And I feel like we hear that a lot. One that I think is important that I tell people is to go at your own pace. Like when you see people growing and you compare yourself to them, like take Alex Earl, for example, she is such a small percentage of people that grow, relatively speaking, overnight and all of that. So you can't compare yourself to other people. Peyton Sarton's one of my favorite influencers. She said that she's been a slow-moving person when it comes to content, and she's been doing it for six years, and she's like, I really recently have really only seen, like, the big success, so you really can't focus too much on growing so fast. The second thing is going at your own pace, doing it how you want to do it. I started out just posting on, like, to know it, not telling anyone, and looking back, do I wish I probably started a little bit sooner and threw myself in? Yes, but I can't go back. Like, that's what was comfortable for me, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. You have to be doing it in a way that's comfortable. Like if I all of a sudden just started talking on the camera on Instagram, it wouldn't feel natural or authentic or organic or anything. It'd be kind of forcing it. So you just need to do it. Like if you want to take your time, you don't have to just all of a sudden jump right in, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good advice. And I feel like that's something people don't talk about is it's okay to go slow. Mm -hmm. That is good advice. You have to take the steps. But you don't have to take the steps All really fast. Like, yeah. you can take your time to get there. Like, mine, it took a long time to get to where I'm at. And I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Looking back, could I have been a lot bigger if I started TikTok when it first came out? Sure. But I didn't. So there's no point in harping on it. Like, yeah. you just need it. I did what oh my was gosh, comfortable. I love you know? that. Yeah. Well, going back, I feel like both of you do a really good job at being super consistent. I love getting on my TikTok. Both of y'all pop up. I'm like, oh my God, what are the girls up to? And like, I didn't even know Maddie. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what are the girls doing? I love that. And I, I just feel like y'all are really good at being well, consistent. Well, thank you for saying thank that. You. I would say the other thing when it comes to consistency is when it's really hard. Like there are days when I don't want to post. I yeah. don't want to do anyway. anything. Yeah. Or I feel like I'm in a rut. I feel like nothing's working. I feel like my views aren't up. Like you get into a lot of that and you just have to keep going if you want it you will do it no matter what and that's where I was kind of like okay I think this is what I want to do because no matter what no matter what comes in my way I don't want to quit like I want to keep going you know 
that's for any job by the way that's not just content like oh yeah if you're in a job that you even on your hardest days you know that's where you need to be and you don't want to quit like that's where you need to be so one last question and then we'll wrap up what is your dream brand to work with and like what is your favorite brand deal that you've done so far okay Revolve Fest is obviously okay I I love working with them they're just like I said good people too I like working with them because I like the clothes but I also love the people behind the brand which makes a big difference Mm -hmm. I have been listening to um Lindsay Carter who's the CEO of Set Active her podcast and she stopped it which is a bummer but I love set active and I've been getting back into my Wait, I've never era, tried set active. But I love working I love out in the stuff. sets and I like the colors and I love her podcast. Like I like the face okay, behind the brand. Listen. That's like a definite dream. Like if I ever got PR from set active, my I'd be like <laughs> box checked. We're done. We're done here. We're over. <laughs> okay. Well, it looks like it's about time for us to wrap up. Thank you so, so much for tuning into this week's episode. Thank you for coming on the podcast today, Maddie. Be sure to follow Maddie on TikTok and Instagram. She's at Maddie M. Jewel. If you're interested and if you enjoyed the spritz o'clock talk today, please make sure to tell your friends, leave a glowing review and give us a five-star rating on whatever app you listen to your podcast on. As always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ideas, or feedback, please feel free to message us on social media. You can find both of us on TikTok and Instagram at it's Amanda DeWitt and at Reese underscore Lee. And please do not forget to check the description box down below for any relevant information or links pertaining to this episode. With that being said, ta-ta for now. I hope everyone has a fabulous day and we will see y'all here next Tuesday for a new episode. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by The Slate. The Slate is a Dallas co-working space dedicated to the support and stability of local businesses and entrepreneurs in the DFW area. The Slate has a video and studio room, team building room, co-working spaces, a podcast studio, and conference rooms. It's also where we record the Spritz O'Clock podcast. If you're interested in recording a podcast at The Slate, having a photo shoot here, or even just a team meeting, we'll link it in the show notes so you guys can check it out.